Smoke with. Listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine tonight? What the hell is that up here? Hey, Mark, you want to get some coffee? How much coffee did you drink? Listen, you can't polish a sneaker, right? <laughs> throw, throw tomatoes at me, do whatever you're going to do. It's Corso and Catone. Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal New England feel. And I'm joined, as always, by Mark Catone. And your chat, your calls, your thoughts, 855-313-PATS, 855-313-7287. Along with the chat, Joe's got Joe, our producer, director, Joe Guarneri, has got us up on uh, YouTube, live chat. So chat in, call in, tell Mark how wrong he is about everything he talks about. And Mark, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, Celtics, Bruins, uh, more Patriots. Cam Newton's in the news again. It just doesn't seem to end, right? And we're going to go with our NASCAR minute. We're going to have uh, Chad Campbell, our expert uh, NASCAR guy. He's going to come on, talk to us about some NASCAR information and info and good good things uh, all coming up on the show. But, Mark, uh, getting into the Celtics here right off the bat, I mean, they seem to be the story of New England right now. And, and uh, I mean, let's jump into it. I, I guess you start nowhere the first place to start, which is Ainge. You know, he came out, he made some news talking about, uh, you know, is this team good enough to compete for a championship? He says, no. Um, do we need, do they need more pieces? Yes. Um, so Mark, I mean, he sees issues. He flat out says he sees issues. What do you see? I see issues with him. How's that? I see issues with him because it's, it seems today it comes out that he's, he's pissing GMs off all over the league. Um, he tried to dish Kemba Walker before the season. He knew he was damaged goods and, and he's trying to push him out to other teams and other teams found out that he, he's pushing damaged goods. So he pissed off half the GMs in the league. And then he had a deal or the supposed deal worked out with Indiana with, with, with when they had Gordon Haywood still, they were going to do a signing, a signing trade for miles Turner and, and there was some smaller pieces involved in the deal. And Ainge is busting beans to try to get more little pieces when a deal was in place. So instead, you're now holding a friggin' IOU, $28 million trade exemption, big goddamn deal. What are you going to do with that, right? He's holding this in his hand now with nothing in return for Haywood. That was a, 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 a joke how he handled that. And now he's saying we need pieces. Well, you'd have pieces if you did your job. And you, I, I think Ainge is starting to lose a little bit. It might be time to move on from Danny Ainge, Chris. Never mind just players. I think it's time to turn the Turn the chapter on Danny Ainge. He hasn't made a deal since since he brought in um, Garnett and, and Allen and those guys. He hasn't done anything since. He's still living off of the Garnett and Allen deal. Well, I mean, Mark, okay. I mean, if you want to say, okay, Come well. On, Chris. You know what? I've, yeah, I've had enough you, of Ainge now. Well, if you want to say, okay, he hasn't, he hasn't uh, you know, brought free, free agents in and things like that, okay. But, you know, he also drafted Tatum. He drafted Brown. I understand that, but you can't win in this league, Chris, without, 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 Free agents. You, young guys only take you so far. The teams that win, it's because they've brought in free agents. And it's those are the teams like that win this three. It seems like you need three guys. Like two just can't two just can't get it done. And you ain't um, gonna do it with two guys with three guys. You ain't gonna bring in that third guy unless it's free agency. Well, listen, in his in his defense, I will say this. You're talking about Kemba Walker. He's trying to deal him at the beginning. Mark, who the hell didn't how do you not if you're a GM around the league, you telling me you have no idea. 
The Kemba Walker's damaged goods? Well, that's well, like no, news to you? No, what are we no, in the freaking no, Stone Ages no, where they can't because, read that? No, because Ainge made it seem like he was healthy. He, he he was cured. He wasn't a major injury. It was just a tweak. They rested him. He's ready to go. And come to find out he ain't playing until after Christmas. He was bullshit in GMs, Chris. Yeah, except every except every damn media outlet out there in New England and every other place, NBA Network. I mean, you go on these NBA Network, all this other crap, and every damn media outlet is talking about Kemba Walker's not going to be around till Christmas. He's not going to be around till Christmas. So these stupid ass GMs need to need to they can't figure that out. I mean, listen, I, I agree, I agree with you about Ainge and the fact that you know he's throwing his team under the bus when he should be throwing himself under the bus. I get that. And then he but, goes back and forth, Chris. He's very wishy washy. He goes back and forth. He, he never does he never commits to anything. Huh? Yeah. He does contradict himself a lot in yeah. interviews and things like that. But listen, so so your your take is why would he say that? And that's he would say that to try to you saying he's trying to CYA himself. I think, in my personal opinion, yes. And listen, Chris, to to answer your question, they absolutely need to make a deal, right? This team, the way it is currently constructed, they're going to finish in the lower half of the playoff bracket. They may finish seventh or eighth or sixth, seventh or eighth, right? They're not going anywhere in the playoffs. They might win a round, but but the way they're constructed. Unless we think Marcus Smart is that much of a difference on this team that he's gonna he's gonna push you to I, I don't know I mean but it, well I it mean seems is that to really me they need to make a deal is that really the guy that's gonna push him over the edge because listen you know like I said I keep bringing this up show after show after show that we keep talking about the Celtics and I keep saying hey look uh, Marcus Smart well the stupid the, the, the damn media you know they they just they irritate me they're just so damn irritating because. They're back and forth on this guy. Well, he's a selfish guy. He wants to take a lot of shots. He shouldn't be taking the shots. It should be Tatum. It should be Brown. Fine. But then when he leaves, it's, well, we can't live without this guy. As if he's going to come back in with all his, and, and, and he's going to make that difference. Mark, listen, how are you going to make the difference? He's going to be the reason you don't blow a 24-point lead against New Orleans? Yeah, I don't agree with it, but I'm just saying, mate, does he does he give you that that edge, that attitude, Chris? I don't know if you yeah, watch I mean, that. He does, if, if you watch that game Sunday, Chris? I watched Orleans, it. I wanted to throw up watching New it. New Orleans was kicking on all cylinders. They got into a rotation. They got into a groove, and and the Celtics just were were on their heels and never really. They they just couldn't get in. Couldn't get. Couldn't match the intensity of New Orleans. And the next day, Jalen Brown said, "Well, we need to mature." It, well, you need to mature. After how many years you you and Tatum been in the league? You need to mature, really. What what are you talking about? Like, yeah. in other words, you, they could not match the intensity. Is is that the players' fault? Is is that Stevens's fault? I I don't know, but they absolutely couldn't match the intensity in New Orleans. I mean, other than a couple of shots by Tatum, who, who at the end of the fourth quarter, the game wouldn't even have went to overtime. They would have got beat in regulation after having a twenty four point lead. Yeah, listen, there's no motivation coming from anywhere. And I, you know, yeah. that's not something that's going to come from Ainge. So I'm not going to blame him for that. I mean, he's sitting up in the, he's sitting up no, at no, the top. No, no, I'm not blaming he's him not for that, but I'm but blaming Stevens? him for a lot, Chris. He's starting to upset me now. Well, he's, he's the problem. Yeah, he well, the problem, that stupid trap. Yeah, well, the problem, the problem also with that team is, again, the coach. I, I, I gave you that example from, from last week talking about uh, the difference in Philly. You know, Philly was this team. They were like this last year. They were up, down, up, down, up, down, and then they just went down. So let because me ask you this, Chris. Why B, wait, wait a minute. Because, because Embiid couldn't, Embiid couldn't uh, you know, get motivated. Uh, Simmons, he couldn't get along with the other guy. Simmons over there. 
and there was no coach to lead them. Now, all of a sudden, Doc Rivers comes in. And, you know, say whatever you want about Doc, okay, but the players respect him. They respect the hell out of him. And everywhere he goes, they play hard for him. If you can get him beat to play hard, you're a good coach. You're a good motivator. Because let's face it, Mark, in this league, you know, it's not about – it's not like the NFL where it's all about the, it's all about X's and Don't O's. Don't say it's about X's and O's in the NFL after Boucher. Oh, you know what, Mark? Bowl. That's bullshit. It is about Come X's on, and Brent. O's. It is. Come on. Don't give me that crap. There's more strategy that goes into an NFL game that goes into an NBA oh, game. Oh, you know what, Chris? You're right, Chris. I read this week he might be a Hall of Fame, fringe Hall of Fame coach now. He must know X's and O's. He must. Uh, he's Darth Vader. <laughs> but, Mark, listen. I'm going to put, I put this, I put this squarely. I mean, I'm reading things talking about, you know, Stevens is 20% responsible or 25%. Angel's 25%. All those little stupid games I like to play on those shows on TV. You know, he's 25, the pie. Who's the blame yeah. pie? I think they're calling it. Oh, it's 25% Ainge, 25% Stevens, you know, 10% this guy, 10%. You know, the bottom line is this. If your team is not motivated to play, if your team continues to blow leads in the fourth quarter, I mean, they're, they're terrible in the fourth quarter down the stretch, Mark. It's like they die. It's like they just, the energy level just dies. And like, that's Stevens. That's the coach. And whether he can be a great guy, he could be the best guy in the world. And I get it. I get Angel's point. Angel's point is this. Hey, you're 22 years old. You're 23 years old. You're making millions of dollars. You need somebody else to motivate you? What's the matter with you? Is the fact Chris, that you're Chris, professional you a not motivation enough? You know what I'm thinking? Let me ask you a question now, because I think you bring up a good point. Is, is that a motivation, right? And, and I know he's a cuckoo clock. Don't get me wrong. I know he's a cuckoo clock. And, and, boogie, and, boogie? No, not boogie, boogie. I know he's a cuckoo <laughs> clock, and, 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 and he's not, not necessarily the greatest teammate they claim. However, is that why Kyrie Irving got so frustrated here? Because there was no motivation, and he got out of here. Was, was, did he look at Tatum and Brown and say, you know what, I ain't dealing with these two kids. They're babies. There's no motivation. There's no intensity. I'm getting out of here. It, did that play into Kyrie Irving's decision to get out of here? I think I think, Ky, I think Kyrie was is, is, is such an arrogant dude that yeah. the only people he's going to listen to are people that are on his level or above. Okay. So, okay. so, so you, get, you get, you know, Durant in there. And you get Harden in there. And to me, both of those players are better than Kyrie. You know, I feel like offensively, offensively, mm. both of those players are, mm. are, are a, a little bit above Kyrie in my, in my opinion. Harden's a better player than Kyrie offensively. He just is, you know, but, and, and then obviously Durant. So I think when you bring those guys in, you know, he's sitting there thinking, well, you know, these are guys that are on my level. So I, I have, I'm going to listen to them. I mean, look, now, what do you think? Nash. You know, it's not like Nash is over there try getting the most out of these guys. He's probably dealing with the second tier guys over there and handling, you know, what he's going to handle schematically with them and, 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 and managing minutes and all that. But other than that, I don't see Nash. I don't see what Nash is doing over there. So to, to answer that, I would say that about Kyrie. But you're right, Mark. That could be a possibility because one of his, one of his bitches was that in complaints was that, you know, Brown and Tatum, like you say, were babies. You know, they, they weren't up for games. They didn't do this. But, you know, Kyrie's, he does it in his off-the-wall way. And, yeah. and, he, and he, yeah. that guy, I don't And if you want to get on age, get on age for bringing Kyrie in. Because he was never, he was never, ever, ever going to listen to Brad Stevens. He was never going to buy into Brad Stevens. 
So no. he ran, he, he ran the other coach out of Cleveland. If so, the Celtics were going to make, and I always said this, if the Celtics were going to make a move like that, to bring in a kid, like a guy like Kyrie, then you should have kept Doc Rivers around because Doc could have at least dealt with a veteran like that. Not a guy like Brad Stevens. Well, look, I, and, and so then how, okay. So we, we put, we put a lot of this blame on Stevens as well. I'm with you. I get it. And I don't even think when I say put the blame on Stevens, I don't necessarily mean Stevens is a bad coach. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just can't, he's just hasn't built up enough rep, uh, enough credibility to deal to, for these superstars to buy into. And it, Mark, so, it, you know, it, might, it pisses me off a little bit too, though, Mark, it really irritates me. And I want to get to, I want to get to Tatum and, 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 and Brown for a minute. What that, what that player who I think was on the wizards had to say, but it irritates me, Mark, you know, I'm, I, I like the players I, and I'm all for them and I'm getting there. Get yours. I'm fine. Get yours. Go get your money. Get yours. Okay. But if you're a professional athlete and you need somebody else to motivate you to play, how the hell you're not a professional athlete then did, did anyone need to, did anyone need to motivate Kobe? No. How about Shaq? No. How about how about Jordan? Well, you're talking about go down the line. Yeah, but Chris, you're talking about the, the greatest players to ever play the sport. Okay, I, I, okay, I, 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 all right, I mean, all right. Know, you know, how about Barkley? Get... How about how about how about Drexler? How about yeah, those guys yeah, yeah. that that you you're could still consider talking Tatum about? You're on? still talking about Hall of Famers. Well, but look, look, you could you're trying to consider Tatum on the same level as Clyde Drexler and those I, kind of guys. I, I don't consider him to be. On well, not yet, or, but but no. he looks like he's on that road, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I guess. So, I mean, the point I'm making is if you're a professional athlete, how the hell do you need to be motivated? But fine, if you need to be motivated, okay? So the thing is with, with, with Stevens, right, is you're right, Chris. These guys shouldn't have to be motivated at this point, especially at this age, right? They, they, they're mature, they, they've progressed enough now, Tatum and Brown, that they should be at a, at a point in their careers that you don't need that motivation. You're right, Chris. They should now be the leaders of this team, and they should be the ones who are pulling these young guys together and saying, hey – we need to have a level of intensity to win in this league. And if you can't bring it, then maybe we need to bring in a different set of guys. And and Tatum and Brown should become those leaders. And and maybe that's just not their makeup. Maybe that's not their personalities. I, I don't know, Chris. It's a, different, it's a different generation. I don't know. But I will say this. Brad Stevens is used to coaching young guys, college guys. The Brad Stevens at his best, Chris, is when he's got a collection of young guys who overachieve, who actually he can coach, who Butler. actually who actually listen to X's and O's. And, and even when he had that Isaiah Thomas team, they were, they, he, did, he really didn't have a superstar on that team. No, he coached scrappy. them up. He coached them up. They were scrappy. They listened to him. He drew up X's and O's. I think he understands that part of the game. But the part of the game that the Celtics are at now with Tatum and Brown and, and, and Egos, and, and like you said, Chris, they're at a different level now. I don't think that that is what he is good at. And I think that's what he's struggling with, with this team and with he these guys, to, right? Yeah, he likes Even to smart, teach. You know, yeah, he likes to teach. Well, well these guys on it that are beyond that now. They're getting the ears. They're doing what they're doing, right? They're taking their shots. They, You know, and I know you're going to get into that, what that guy from the Wizards said. And, and, and I think that plays into what I'm saying. I just think it's different than what Stevens is good at, right? So, so is it time to go to the next level, is it time to, to move on from Stevens, bring in a couple, some different players to match up with Brown and Tatum and maybe bring in a different type of a coach? I don't know. You had Doc here, but I think I think Ainge sat Doc down and said, look, we're going to go to a youth movement, and, and I know that's not your thing. You don't want to be involved in a rebuild, and I think that's why Doc said, well, then I'll move on, and Doc went to a 
the, the Clippers who had veterans, but but that didn't work out there because he couldn't he, he couldn't even manage Paul George. Um, he couldn't get a third guy. He couldn't get a third guy, but he couldn't. Paul George was kind of a wing nut too. We couldn't get him to play, I don't think. Yeah. But now he's with Philly. These guys have bought in these veterans, like you said, Chris. So, but the point I'm getting to also is what's going to lead into what you're saying about the guy from the Wizards. Is that the truth? I don't know what that guy from well, the Wizards listen, said. I, well, and, and, and I'll get to that in a second, but you talk about motivation. You see Kemba Walker out there, and I saw him out there over the weekend, you know, you see him trying to talk to Brown, trying to get him up, trying to get him up in the game, trying to, you know, they had him mic'd up. And so you can hear all this. And, you know, I, I, you know, Kemba Walker over the last four or five games, you and know. Walker, don't get he, me wrong, didn't have a good game Sunday. No, he didn't. But but the four games prior to that, it looks like the knee is not a problem. It looks like he's getting back to where he needs to be. And you could see him out there trying to motivate guys, trying to talk to Brown. And they're not even, Brown's just, you know. Brown's just ignoring him at this point. He's not even listening. He's just walking by him. Now, I don't know what's going on in the background, but and I can tell you this. That brings me back to what I said about Kyrie. That's what Kyrie was, was I think, getting frustrated with, that these guys weren't listening to him. He was trying and, to and, teach and, them and, how you win in this league and what it takes to win in this league. And they seem to be ignoring him, and we all blame Kyrie. Maybe it wasn't Kyrie. And I and I get Kyrie's not perfect. He's, he's but, but maybe it wasn't all Kyrie's fault. Yeah, well, he, maybe not. But... But look at and, and is there a PR person in this organization that can get get a hold of, of, of Brown? Like, did you hear him on the <laughs> did you hear him after the game or whenever he was being interviewed? You know, first of all, all of them, you know, they're all they're all tough now. They're all quiet. You know, they all talk like this. You know, they, nobody wants to be seen. So they they're glad they got their sunglasses on and they got their hoods on and their masks on. And they're just sitting there and they just talk like this and they answer the questions like this. And it's annoying as hell. And I want to like punch the TV every time I listen to these jackasses talk. But here's the thing, okay? They asked him a question, you know, about this, about the motivation, about all these things, and he says, no comment. No comment. Saying no comment is screaming. You know, the, the problem with saying no comment, Mark, is that it leaves everything open. It leaves so, it completely open so, for interpretation. What the so, hell does no comment Chris, mean? let me ask you this. Do you? He could have said. He could have said. Uh, you know. You know. I. Uh, we got something. We'll talk about it. And our, our, you know. Keep it in the team. And we do. He could have said anything else. Chris, let me ask you this. So now, with that said, is it time? If Ainge is even capable, Chris, of pulling off a deal anymore, I, I don't know if it, what Ainge is capable. Uh, move of one of these two guys again. Is it time to move Brown? I know you had said Brown may is you could be. He's playing like he's playing better. But I think Tatum has a better ceiling, and I think Tatum has a better attitude. Is it time to move on from Brown to get another star in here? You could probably swap him for another disgruntled star on another team. So you, you trade him, get a couple of pieces, and then try to still bring in that third wheel. Is it time to shake this roster up in that fashion? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because – Here's the problem. If you do that, you get another disgruntled superstar. You still got Stevens. The you first, the, listen. Do. No matter no matter what happens in this situation, Stevens will be the first one to fall. He will yeah. be the guy that 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 gets the blame for all this, and he well, will Chris, be the if they guy end that up playing. If they end up playing 500 basketball for the rest of the season and finish as a 500 team and like the seventh or eighth seed in the playoffs, I, you may have to move on from Stevens during at the end of the season. What are you gonna do with him? I mean, well, even if you know what I mean, what are you gonna do? You can't well, something's gonna change. Look, the problem is too, you watch how they play, and I know it's an individual game now. I understand that. But if you watch the Celtics play for the last three years, you know, the ball movement, 
boom, boom, boom. What you saw the Nets doing the other night. Boom, 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 boom. Around the horn, find the open guy and hit their shot. Celtics were doing that very well. Now, a player in the league, okay, after they played the Wizards, which is why I think it's a player on the Wizards, came out and said, um, Brown and Tatum just try to get theirs. They're just trying to get theirs. Uh, if you double up on them off any of the other guys, that's it. The Celtics are done. You can't, you know, you double those guys off other guys, that, that team's finished. And you know what, Mark? That's what we're seeing. All we're seeing out there is them getting theirs. You know, now, fine. You're a superstar. You get yours. All the other t- players get theirs, too, right? LeBron gets his, okay? You know, Durant gets his. You know, Harden gets his. All these guys get theirs. I get that part, okay? But they're losing. See, they're getting theirs, but they're also losing. So all you see is this 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 lackadaisical, get the ball, get me, ISO, you know, uh, get a pickup at the top and, and try to get to your spot and, 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 and hit the shot. Tatum's dribbling off his leg at time in the fourth quarter. You know, they're turning the ball over. It's just, it's just sloppy basketball. And that has to um, fall on the head coach. It has yeah, to. Yeah. And so no, do you, does. so, so, so Mark, do you think they should move these guys at this point or one of these guys? Chris, listen. Or, or you, we need to see longer. Listen, I, I, like I said last week, I, th- I, I think the East is a foregone conclusion. You're not winning the East, Chris. You're, you're not going to beat Brooklyn. No, you're not, not probably not going to beat. You're probably not going to beat Philly. But, but maybe you can be. You're not beating Brooklyn this year. If Brooklyn stays healthy, you're not beating Brooklyn. So, 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 let it play out. Let the season finish. See what this team ends up doing. See how they finish up. And then I think at the end of the season. They're gonna to have to take a long, hard look at this roster, and you're probably well, gonna use that exception. Some of these guys, they're gonna use the exemption, the exemption before the deadline, yeah, exactly. and then you're gonna to have to move on from from some other guys on this team, and you may have to move on from Stevens. It may need to be a, a okay. Listen, we're gonna turn the page, and 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 if we're gonna to try to make a run of a, a championship, we're gonna to have to shake the roster up a little bit, use the trade exemption, and then maybe you bring in a different type of a coach on top of yeah. it. I don't know. And then we got to get the break, but Mark. So you're saying then, because I think it's the co- coach that's going to be the first one to fall. But well, Mark, he's so going to me, be. He's going to be. But so I you're think, telling you me know. that if they if they they can't look, say just the Pelicans, we'll just go with the team they just played. A guy like Hart, Reddick, Ball. Yeah, but I don't think any of those guys are going to get you a championship, Chris. No, but the the, the Celtics are lacking big time in bench play. Oh, they are. They too. are. You know, they they, they need some they, they need some more contribution from the bench. That they're just not getting. They're not getting it. You know, now maybe when Smart comes back, that rotation shuffles up yeah. and they get better play, but they're not getting anything from the bench. And I just wonder if one of those guys, even Cousins, even him bring, bringing him in. Yeah, I was reading today, Chris, they're not going to bring Cousins in because he, he doesn't fit what they're looking for. Supposedly Cousins is What is it they're up. looking for? I don't, I don't, I don't know. This day. I, I'm telling you, Chris, I, my original statement tonight when we started this topic was it's time for Ainge to go. I'm going to go back to my original statement. It's time for Ainge to go. Well, it's also time for us to go. So on the other side, we're going to come back, talk about the Bruins. More Corso into Gatone, 30 seconds.
It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years' experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in, more Corso and Catone. Mark, uh, listen, did you watch the, uh, I'm calling it the Tahoe Winter Classic. Did you, did you, did you, of course you watched it, you know? What did you, what did you think of that? I thought the optics of it was good. I think it was a great, I think it was a good atmosphere. I think, you know, it, it, it the surroundings were beautiful. I just think, I, I, I think they misjudged it. Was obviously mess. the weather, <laughs> right? They misjudged the ice and the, the, you know, they probably should have definitely not tried to play those games during the day. Um, but, but I, I mean, poor was, Colorado, you know, uh, those two teams over there on Saturday, uh, they started the game then they stopped the game. Then they uh, played it later at night. I think it was uh, a good idea. I, I just think, you know, they misjudged a little bit. The wrong right? venue and the wrong, the wrong time. Venue and the it, wrong it was time, sloppy. Right? It was a me- it was a sloppy mess. It yeah. really, really was. I mean, you you know, that ice and you, you know, you saw the NHL guys out there trying to the ice, you know, uh, the keepers of the ice. So whatever they call them. If you you're going to do an outdoor game like that, you need to find a venue up in Canada where, you know, the ice is going to stay frozen, yeah. right? You got to go to Greenland. Man, yeah, yeah. you gotta go or, over there. You gotta go. You, know, you, you need to go, go up there. Or, or even you need to go if they got if they which they don't. I know they got an indoor venue. You need to go up to like Lake Placid or someplace in way in upstate New York on the Canadian yeah. border where where you know it's cold. And, or those and, and back those backwoods in Canada over there where yeah, all, some yeah. of these guys come from. You know, yeah, with you the know? old pond hockey, eh? But yeah, yeah. but but here's the thing. Yeah, it, it was a sloppy mess. And then with the Bruins game, I will tell you this, though. Yeah, of course, it was beautiful looking at the mountains. Wonderful. Yeah. But but when it comes to the game. It was a nice place know. to take your wife. Never mind a hockey game. Yeah. So, so look, you know, I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell you one thing I did like. And the, the first thing that jumped off to me, especially when the game when the game became night, you know, when, when, when darkness fell, I usually don't like, you know, I usually don't like a third – third jersey you well, know you're, the, a tradi- you're a tradition you're a tradition yeah. well first of all i mean the the alternate jersey first of all mark the bruins jersey is the best looking jersey in all and and, and it's one of the best looking jerseys in all sports that bruins jersey you know that it, that it is not the dark not the black one the white one the white one the i know the white one is home home the one that used to be jerseys. the home ones you know i was watching the other night they had the big bad bruins on the history yeah. of the big bad Bruins with the white jerseys. That was, it was nothing better than that. Derek Sanderson was, you know, it was nothing right. better than that. Yeah. And O'Reilly and those guys. O'Reilly, you know, well, I think O'Reilly took the whole penalty box with him when they tore down the garden. Right. Yeah, he did. He did. But those, but the jerseys they were wearing popped off they that night. Pop. Or, those off ye- that those sky. yellow jerseys popped. They, they were because shot. there was nothing, there was nothing above them to, to reflect it or, or to, to, to kind of drown it out, drown out that, that yellow or that gold shot. or whatever it is. They look sharp outside like that. You know, I will, I will say that, you know, because, you know, we're going to, we, next week, Mark, we should do a segment. We'll do that segment. You know, we're going to do that segment next week. We're going to talk about jerseys. We're going to talk about what are the best looking jerseys in, in, in these four sports. What do you well, think? Well, you know, you know, you know, one of the it's, best looking jerseys 
was our red home Patriot jerseys back oh, yeah. in the day. Up there. Up right there. there. You See know it? that. You know that, Chris. And the helmet was, it was just yeah. a classic look. John Hanna, you know? Right? Big John Hanna coming at you like a train. No, yeah. And listen, yeah, next week we're gonna we're gonna break those down. I, I really wanna I really wanna know and I wanna know from you people which jersey you think. Think about it all week. Next week, get back to us. We wanna know what do you think the best looking jersey in all of sports is, and then we'll break down the teams because I'm telling you, the Bruins, they're right there. They're right there. So yeah, I they're mean right it looked good, but that poor that poor goaltender for uh you know for <laughs> for Philadelphia, man. First of all, I can't imagine when, when it was getting to the point of dusk, you know, the sun was going down, the shadows that yeah, were the, coming, with the puck that were going on, be, on the ice a, with that, that was puck, a night, that was a nightmare. you know, and they were peppering him with shots. I mean, it yeah, was, it was you know, but but look at Mark, look at the shots that went in. I mean, you know, he, he, it was a combination of the fact that Philly and don't get me wrong, that was the fifth win against them. You know, they've beat him four times, two two in overtime. You know, but they've gotten two points in every game they've played against them so far, Philly. Philly's supposed to be one of those teams that's going to be up top there, that's going to be fighting for that, you know, yeah. for those playoffs and so on. And they, they got their number. However, it should be noted that there were several there were several key players out for Philly that game. There were. You know, so so that, that was we, a hard and ask. We, and, we, and we lost McElvoy. Yeah, but that was a – yes, which is a key. Which know? is key. You, you hope he's not out long-term because they need McAvoy. No. Because you he, already he, didn't he, especially with Chara going, Chara going, you need McAvoy. Uh, you know, and, and you already have – Krejci's already out, out of the yeah, lineup. So, 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 you know, he, you know. although he's day-to-day. -day, but, um, but no, Mark, I mean, you, the uh, they, they were playing with one hand tied behind their back and they their were, heart. They you were. just couldn't stop anything. And I'm happy, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm happy they won seven to three, but, you know, seven goals – but Mark, when you break this team now, when you look at this team, you know, taking out that that game, although I will say the one thing that we talked about last week or a couple of shows ago, whenever it was, is we talked about the fact that where are they going to get their other scoring from? You know, that coil line. I mean, you know, he's not living up to the stand, although now Sunday comes and you got goals from guys that wouldn't normally score. I mean, you had McAvoy scored and, you know, he, he gets his. Uh, Coyle, Richie, Fredericks, who I love. Fredericks is my favorite player on this team. Ever since I saw him getting that fight against uh, New York and going that penalty box and just screaming, yelling, uh, you know, that's all. That's old time hockey to me. I like that yeah. all day long. But you had some, you had some contributions from other guys uh, who played well, and I thought that that Coyle line played well. Um, you know, I think they had. Did they have Fredericks on that line that night? I'm not yeah, sure, but they might have. They might have. But that team, they they played well. You still got to get the brush going. You still got to get him going, because like you say, that top line. I mean, Pasternak hat trick in that game. But again, a lot of what, you know, a lot of what they were doing in that game, it, it, it's tough to gauge anything Chris, because. You but gotta, you know, Philly's still out of play Chris, in it too. They I mean, did, you know. but Chris, come playoffs, you got to get. Obviously, we've we've talked about this every show. We talk about the Bruins. You got to get the goaltending. But you you have to have other lines score, right? We 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 said that you we said this. If you can't get those other lines to contribute in the playoffs, you can't make that long deep run. You you'll get to a couple of rounds, but in order to get to a Stanley Cup championship, you need the goaltending because it's gonna have to be a game or two somewhere along the way that your goaltender is almost standing on his head making saves. He's got to get hot, and you got to have that third and fourth line produce. You can't. You just, it's too long of a stretch to get through the Stanley Cup if that doesn't happen. The teams that win it 
that happens every single year. That's the one common thread. And, and, and we talked about that. So Sunday in that regard was encouraging because those lines did really contribute. And whether or not that was because Philly had so many guys out or not, I, I, I don't know. Well, you'll take it. You know, I'll you, take you, it. I'll definitely you, you, take it. I'll you'll take, take it. what you can get. Yep, you know? I'll take and, it. I'll and, take and, it. And you know what? And and I know a lot of people around are saying, "Look, who are you guys complaining? You you're always complaining about." No, something. I'm not you know, complaining. I, I'm, listen, well, I'm on. excited about the Bruins, Chris. I think they got a shot to do something this year, but they need those things to fall in place for the playoffs. So, or you're just not going to make a run in the Stanley Cup. Well, well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like I said, people are always telling us, "Oh, you're always complaining about this. You're always complaining about that." You know, you're complaining about the Bruins and they're up top. But, you know, we've seen this, like you said, we've seen this act before. You know, we've seen it before. We've seen it. We've seen uh, We saw it last year. We've seen it the year before that. Every year they're, they're competing for that. What is it, the president's trophy there? Yeah. You know, competing for that trophy, you know, to, to be able to have the best. Who the hell needs the best record in regular season? What does that amount to? It amounts to nothing, nothing. especially when you're not dealing with fans. Who cares where you play? What's yeah, the difference? The ice is all the same. Not, yeah, when you're not dealing with fans, it, it really you know, means I, nothing. I, you put a, Cassidy, the other, Cassidy, when they got off that long road trip, but they played well, and they came off that long road trip and came back home. He says, "Yeah, it'll be, it's nice to, it'll be nice to get back home." And it'll be then they lose two in a row, and then they lose the game, and they go to another game, and over, you know, so they didn't play well at home when they got home. So well, I mean, because I really, like you said, Chris, there's no fans, so what's the point? I mean, you're not getting any advantage playing at home. I think in any, I think in all the sports, Mark, I think. Home home ice is the least. It's the least important in in hockey. I will have to. I I would argue that, especially like you say, when the even when fans are there. I mean, I I I still think that it, it's overrated home ice versus the other sports. I mean, in the NFL, that home field, you know, when you because you have 80,000 people screaming at you, yelling yeah. at you. That's yeah. tough to deal with. You know, so if you go to Arrowhead and have to deal with that. Or Seattle. There's certain places, Chris, in the NHL where the the corners are a little wider. They, 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 I know it's regulation ice, but it, it's just it, it's it, it favors the ice. The, the the way the arena, the fans are situated, it favors more scoring. You go to a place Tampa, like Edmonton, Tampa. It's it's a little bit different. Um, but you're right for the most part. Home, it, 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 it's not like home field in baseball or, or, or hockey. I mean, or, or football or basketball is different. You're right. Yeah, it is different. So, so Mark, I mean, so looking at this team, because again, so people say, why are you so negative? Because we've seen this act before. And then they, like you say, they get in the playoffs and then they lay an egg. Now I will say that if they continue this trend and keep going the way they are, I mean, we're going to keep saying this week after week after week. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the goaltending isn't as good. It's not good enough to do it. Let's see if they could do it in the playoffs. And then weeks pass and weeks pass, and they continue to play well. I like yeah. the way Rask is playing. I like the way Halak is playing. But do they need another piece? Because I am concerned about that coil line. You know, I, I really am. I mean, you know, I like Richie. I like how Richie plays on special teams. Mark, listen, here's you people want, you people want to know why we're negative about the Bruins. This is why. They're 28th in the league in five-on-five. And that right there, okay, now, now, they're third in goals against, okay, and they're sixth on special teams. That's what's, that's what's getting it done. But in the playoffs, so the special teams, in the playoffs, I consider Chris, overtime. Go ahead. Well, I consider overtime special teams because you go four on four at that point. Yep. I you know, when you go to overtime, you go to four on four, and they're good but, there. No, they are very good there. But, Chris, listen, in the playoffs, you know as well as I do, 
you're not going to have special teams as much because they don't call as many penalties. They let a lot of those ticky-tack penalties go in the playoffs. You, a guy trips, guy gets elbowed to the head. They blow the whistle in the regular season. Play typically in the playoffs, those they let them play. They those, those they don't call those. So if you're like, your point of the yeah, they put the, they five put the whistle five, away. Five on five. If you're sitting twenty eighth, <laughs> that could be a problem come playoff time. Well, you look okay, and and teams teams have done it in the playoffs. They, you know, look, look Boston's going to have the game. That line's going to have theirs. They're going to get theirs at time, at times. But teams are going to load up. They figure out a, a defensive way to beat Julian. I mean, you know, they'll figure out a way to take away that line. And now, you what are you left with now? DeBrusque, Coyle, Frederick Smith. Yeah, you know, there's just nothing. There's not Richie. There's nothing that scares you after that first line. Okay, so you can shake up the lines. Okay, move the brusque up to that top line. You move Pasternak down with Coyle. But is that getting it done, too? So so then I want to know this. You know, in Pittsburgh right now, or last, you know, last several days, you know, they're talking about Crosby. In fact, he had a moment over there. He had something. So he had he hit some milestone, I think. Um, yeah. You know, and so they're talking about Crosby – you know, getting out of uh, Pittsburgh. Do you Is that, that a they, guy? Do you, that, think that, do you think that they would really move on from him? I mean, well, he's I mean, like, the, the I mean, current state of what about... they're about. Yeah. I mean, the way Pittsburgh is right now, the way the way no, that I know that, going, but I know that. But he's like Brady to the Patriots. Got a big salary. Like, you know, Mario Lemieux, and then Crosby took Lemieux's spot over there. I mean, do you move on from Crosby and let him go win a Stanley Cup with somebody else? I don't know. If they no, did, is- if they did, I would that de- you got to get in on him. I mean, gee, you know, you drop him, on, on, you know, yeah. I mean, when they smoke this fire, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would because well, now, now, you, if you bring a guy bring like that in. on this team, yeah. Okay, well, so what? What? Who's he playing with? If you bring him on this line, well, I think I would. Well, who's he playing him. with, Mark? I would drop him if you're going to drop him. Would you drop him on the second line, or do you drop somebody down from the first line? Do you drop down a guy like Pasternak down to the second line and put Crosby on the first line? You you can't you can't drop Crosby to the second line, man. He, he, so he's that's not, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So you're gonna not, have to drop one of our first line guys to help out that second line, right? And maybe drop a second line guy to the third line. Listen, a, a move look, like that would help Chris because you could have a trickle down effect. So so that could help. My 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 thought on something like that is. You know, I I see him playing with the top line. See what that does. Bringing a guy like that on this team, what that does for your team now, is now you have two lines. Because we keep talking, we keep forgetting about Krejci because he's hurt. What that does, and I know he's he's long in the tooth. I get that Krejci is, but you bring a guy like Crosby on this team, just that one guy alone takes Pasternak, moves him down with Krejci, okay, and that puts you with Krejci and DeBrusque, right? And that's who. That's what that. Now line you got. Be. Now you Crazy's got line. Now, line. now, Chris, you have line one and one A. You don't even have a line two. You have one and one A. Right? Well, because. But yeah, does that mess the, up the, your the chemistry? The weak link on that. But does that mess up well, your chemistry? You know what chemistry? The, the, the other two lines aren't really. They're not really con- contributing right now. Well, I'm so, talking Pasternak. Now you've dropped him down. No, I don't think so because now. he's still because he's playing with Krejci. You know, like I all think. Right, all right. You know, so I mean, if you if you put Pasternak, Krejci, and DeBrusque on a line. You know, the weak link out of those six guys, okay, those two lines, is DeBrusque. Yeah. But I will say to you, DeBrusque gets much better 
he gets much better because of the focus and attention Krejci and Pasternak get. So you're going to have DeBrusque with a lot of looks, with a lot of open ice to play with over there, and maybe he gets going. So listen, I think a, I think a move like that, a move like that, I would do, Chris. You know that that takes care that takes care of a lot for you. Yeah. So, oh yeah. And then you know, and then we got to get the break. But again, around looking around the league, though, you know, I don't know that there's really anything else that I would do at this point. You know, I mean, you want to bring a defenseman in. Something like that. Although I've been happy, Mark, I've been happy with the defense and how they've played with that defense. Now, yeah. you're going to have a problem if McAvoy's out for any extended period. And I didn't hear today. I haven't heard yet today if they've updated that situation. But they haven't. But you're right. You need him back. You can't, if he's out a couple of weeks, that's a, that could be a problem. But we'll keep complaining. We'll keep complaining as the whole, as the season passes, we'll keep complaining because that's what we do. We complain, we complain, and then they get in the playoffs and maybe they win the cup. When we come back, we're going to talk Patriots uh, as as usual. We're going to talk Patriots. Cam Newton's in the news. So 30 seconds, more course on Catone. How do I get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce? But you don't have anyone that's going to give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we want to always talk about. And really, it's startup, it's finance, and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back in with more Corso and Catone. Mark, uh, Patriots seem to be in the news. Well, you know what? Listen, it's the NFL. The NFL, the NFL is going to be in the news 300 we talked about this 365 is, days a but year but especially man. chris the next five six weeks leading up to free agency and then the draft oh right? i can't wait i can't wait you know, i can't wait for free agency man i can't wait i can't wait to see nobody come to new england it's going to be fantastic right mark so it certainly looks like despite despite our pleading with that team and the and and, and the powers that be i mean they just don't listen to us mark and they really need to it certainly looks like Cam Newton's going to be back, doesn't it? Well, listen, he's he was blowing smoke up Belichick's behind. Oh today, my god! He? I mean, it's like a love fest. It's so sickening, right? And so, you know. it's 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 a love fest between him and Belichick because I think Newton realizes they may move on from him. They may bring in somebody, but if they if if things don't work out, he realizes Bill will bring probably. I'm sure they've had the conversation, Chris. We're going to look around. You look around. If neither one of us find a partner, we'll come back and dance together. I think that conversation probably happened when Newton left. If things don't work out for either one of us, we'll come back and dance. And I think they probably both agreed to that, Chris. I wouldn't be surprised if that agreement's already been talked about between him and Belichick before that the, the, they broke up at the end of the season. And, and who knows? Maybe we bring in somebody and we don't have to do that. But if we don't bring anybody in, and I don't think Newton's going to get any suitors, you could see them come back together again. Look, he, you know, the, the, and, and you talked about Garoppolo and we'll get to Garoppolo in a second, but with Newton all season long, you know, the guy threw eight touchdowns. He threw eight touchdowns, eight total touchdowns. Okay. Eight total touchdowns. Joe, this, this microphone just keeps hitting me in the face right now. He keeps hitting me in the face. He wants the microphone right in our face. He keeps punching me in the mouth. 
mock, he threw eight touchdowns and throughout and, and Belichick had every opportunity. And we kept looking at it like that's an indictment on Stidham. Okay. It's an indictment on Stidham because Newton sucks so bad. This guy's got to be worse. Right. Well, maybe it's the fact that he stroked that ego so well. He played that he played that Patriot role so damn well that Belichick said, this is my guy. And you know how he is, man. When he, when he, when he gets fixated on a guy, that's it. Bolden. Okay. Vereen guy, you know, he gets, he gets guys in the cross and said, Hey, this is my guy. And this doesn't matter what the guy does. He's going to play, you know? So Roberts, you know, your friend. So is Newton one of those guys now? Because he sat down with, for those of you who don't know, it was like a 96 minute piece where he sat down with uh, Brandon Marshall, I believe. Yeah. And uh, who's the other guy? Was it Chad Johnson? Was it, is that the other guy? One of those down? guys. I don't know. One of those Somebody guys. who played for New England too. Okay. And I thought it was Johnson. And basically, I, I guess you could look at it like it was just one big long excuse. <laughs> you know, one big long interview that this, that, that, that amounted to basically a one big excuse as to why he wasn't good last year. You know, and he basically, what he was basically saying. Well, those saying were his pals, Chris, trying to set him up for free agency too. Yeah. And, and, and look, he, he was, he was saying, he was saying, look, when COVID happened, first of all, I came on the team late. And for those of you who don't know, this is him, you know, for, for people who don't understand that type of offense. And then the other guy chimed in and said, yeah, it took me, I couldn't, you know, it took me forever to pick that up, you know? And so over there, so New England's offense is so complicated. Okay. That it just took him so long. And he was playing, he was playing catch up since the moment he walked in there. And then when COVID hit, when I mean, it hit him, you know, when he came down with that and he missed a couple of weeks, he said coming back in was like, they're, 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 they're on page 10 and I'm on page three. You know what I mean? And I, and I'm just trying to catch up and I'm, and I'm trying to make sense of what I'm seeing. And I was overthinking, overthinking, constantly overthinking. But Chris, at this stage of his career, could that be possible? Mark, we've seen it. We've seen Reggie. Listen, we've seen Reggie. And I'm not being an apologist for, for Newton, but we've seen Reggie Wayne come in. We've seen these are veterans. We've seen Chad Johnson come in. We've seen Galloway come in to this offense. We've seen quarterbacks come in that just can't do it, that just can't yeah. pick it up. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it pushes them into retirement. It's a, it yeah. is a complicated what what mcdaniels and belichick are doing over there is extremely complicated it is it is complicated there's so many variations off each play off each each formation it's a lot and when you got a guy and the reason why it's that way is because of brady because brady could handle it he could understand it and that's chris listen that's not newton man let me ask you this if they brought in three four receivers could 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 newton be better or, or, or is just newton just washed up Mark, the problem with Newton, in my opinion... I don't think he can throw the ball, Chris. I, I'm not saying... Yeah, that that was a glaring issue. But if what he's saying is true, that, look, I'm, it, it's just confusing me what I, what's going on, and by the time I can figure out it's just too late, the game's too fast, what, what I would say is this. Regardless of that, okay, you, the offense isn't changing. No, it's Did, not. Cam Newton is, is a... And he said it, too. He said, you know, I do well... I do well improvising i do well on the fly i do well you know doing those things you know just making it happen myself well 
COVID or not, uh, you know, learning, getting into the playbook, having a full offseason or not, that's your game. That's not the Patriots game. That's not mm -hmm. McDaniel's the offense. That's not Bella. That's not their offense. And that's not going to change anytime soon. So when you ask me, can Newton succeed in this offense at full strength? No, I don't, I don't think he can. So Chris, so that takes us to our next question. Who can, right? So who can, so, so, so you figure you're probably going to have an abbreviated off season again, right? You don't necessarily know if, if, if they're going to have full OTAs like they've had in previous years, they may still have zooms and all this other stuff. And the veterans are pushing for the zooms because they don't like, they don't want to work as hard. And, and, and I was reading an interesting article that said, yeah, the veterans are pushing for the same OTAs they had last year with zooms and all this stuff, because it's less of a chance of a young guy coming in and taking their job because the young guys can't use the playbook. They can't get on the field. They can't get the reps. They can't get the experience. It's almost like job security for the veterans. Yeah, and and that's that's one of the problems you know, with this, you know? this. That's one of the problems with their system. See, it worked well. See, because we had Brady. And I'm had not just those... talking about the Patriots, because I'm talking about league wide. This is the veterans' take because it's it's almost like job security for the vets. Yeah, they don't have you, to. You know, because yeah. you no know, young guys coming in off the street, rookie whoever, and, and and learning a system and taking and and pushing you out of a starting role because they're never on the field. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, there is something to be said for that. And then you're right. Job security and it extends, extends, extends careers a little more just because simply because you're right. They just, the rookies can't get up to speed. And by the time they can, they're veterans. And now it's just one big cycle over and over and over again. But Mark, you know, talking about their system and so on. So, so, so Cam Newton also said that Bill Belichick is the most in, in, misunderstood man in the NFL. Yeah, that was that was that was I want to come back, Bill. If I got no other. See, office. you're doing it, and I knew you would do that. I knew. You... Now I'm irritated. Chris, Chris, I knew Chris, you would do Chris, that. Chris. Never take. Will you never take? You, you're, those other guys. They don't take anything at face value. Not Chris. I'm anything taking positive. it at face value, Chris. This guy's been sucking his ass since he came here. Come on, Chris. You're gonna you're gonna honestly not take that. You're gonna take that at face value. The guy's been sucking up to him since he came listen, here. Come on. That's no, and, come on. Listen, here's why. Here's why. Because I Mark, I've been telling you for years that I think Belichick is is, is what what the people are seeing and what's going on behind the scenes, it's two different things. And, and you hear, it may be, but I don't you hear I a don't lot of players say that in Newton's case, Newton is definitely sucking, sucking. Behind. Okay. There's some of that. There's some of that, but I still believe the, the, uh, the premise that Belichick is operating differently behind the scenes with his guys versus out in front, All right. out in front okay. can't stand anybody. He doesn't want to yeah. talk to anybody, but behind the scenes, they're not the only look, the guys, look at the guys that complain about him. Look at the guys that have a lot of negative things to say about Belichick, the Amendola's, those guys. Yeah, okay, we know that they don't. He doesn't pay anybody. I understand that. Okay, he doesn't pay anybody. Well, that's gonna that's gonna change. That's gonna change this spring. You're gonna have a four and twelve season next Look, year. Look, I know this guy's trying to get back on the team again. I get it, and, and and you know it's easy to fall into the trap listening to this guy, thinking, let's go. We and I did in the off season. Oh, let's go. We got it. We're ready to go. Cam Newton sounds Cam, positive. Listen, he sounds happy. Let's Cam, go. Cam but Newton's done. Cam Newton's career is finished, Chris. He ain't playing. He'll be a backup wherever he goes. Unless a team is desperate for a quarterback, he can't throw the ball, Chris. What you have to hope for, honestly, because we just said about Belichick and his guys, there are guys that his his guys. Yeah, absolutely. Who who, who was his guy? 
Jimmy Garoppolo. Who is his guy? Garoppolo's his guy, Chris, and that's who he wants. And that's who he's holding out for. Who's he? So for Christ Almighty, go and get the guy now. If you put the package together, they'll get rid of him. But yeah, they'll get rid of him. They're yeah, gonna try I mean, to lowball. They're gonna try to lowball him to get him. They will, but I think at the end, of, if Belichick wants that guy bad enough, he'll give up what he needs to to get him. Okay, now well, Chris, listen, they go ahead. They're gonna they, have to do it before free agency, or nobody's coming here. Right. I sent you that piece on Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry said, "I want to go somewhere where they have a quarterback." Right. Like, you know, so so you're not gonna get any of these guys to come with you if money is close. They're not gonna come here. You don't got a quarterback. Listen. I will say this, and I mentioned this to you over the weekend. Okay. To me, when you look at when you look at the when you look at the quarterbacks, either 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 free agency or you look at the um, you know trade, you know uh, Mariota, guys like that. Okay, Brissett, you can have you know uh, Winston, uh, Bridgewater, guys like this. Okay. To me. A lot of there's a lot of criticism of, of, of Garoppolo saying, you know, he's always hurt. He never could stay on the field. You know, what's he really going to do for you? But here's why I think here's my pitch for Garoppolo. And out of all the guys I just mentioned, that's the guy I would want. And the oh, reason too, I would too, because it legitimizes it legitimizes Belichick again. And here's how here's how it does. OK. If Garoppolo comes on this team and free agents are looking at this, they're going to look into the system and say, well, look, he knows Belichick. He knows McDaniel. They drafted him. They thought a lot of this guy. Now he's back in their system. Okay. It won't be tough for him to pick it up. If I go there, I probably can have some success versus versus bringing in Brissett, bringing in Mariota, where now the free agents looking at it and say, okay, it's a new quarterback in that system, in their situation. How do I know that guy's going to take? Look at what happened with Cam Newton. So how do I know that Mariota is going to take in the Patriot system? I just listened to Cam Newton a month ago by the time free agency happens. A month ago, talk about it's too difficult, it's too complicated of a system to be behind. Well, I feel a lot better about that if I'm a free agent, if I'm Hunter Henry or any of these other guys, about the fact that Garoppolo's there now and he knows the system and it's like, let's hit the ground running. I mean, right? I mean, if if you're comparing all these quarterbacks, that would be my pitch to want to go get Garoppolo. But the question is, what's it going to take to get him? Because you keep hearing, you know, you keep hearing that San Fran is 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 good with him. They don't want to get rid of him. You know, they, they're going to roll with him. And is that just is that just fluff in order to raise the value, or do they really feel that way, or is it we're not going to do that until we have a money guy in the in the building? I mean, what do you think, Mark? Chris, they're gonna have to overpay. Let's face it, and and, and they're gonna have so to get out of their round head. Pick. They're gonna, yes, they're gonna have to get out of their heads that we we we, we get what we want. We get un, we 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 we, we lowball guys. We lowball teams. Those days are gone, right? Those days are gone. You're backed in a corner now, and everybody around the league knows it. And and there was an article just today that said, or yesterday, that said Belichick reached the, the the Patriots have reached out to every team in the league. Who, who possibly could be moving on from a quarterback. To, they, they've left no stone unturned in their quest to get a quarterback. And I and I do believe that. I mean, Belichick's a smart guy. He knows they need a quarterback, obviously, right? So they're going to have to overpay, like you just said. They might have to give up a second-round pick to get Garoppolo. I, I, if that's what it's going to take, Chris, then pull the trigger, get him in, let everybody around the league know we're, we're, we're coming back, we're going to be prominent again, and then you bring in your free agent class. You have a good draft. And and you start rolling. 
right? Yeah. Um, you know, my fantasy is Guapolo Brady in a Super Bowl. Why not? Why not? Or Why at, not? The ve- at the very least, Brady's going to come in here next year and play Garoppolo with a loaded offense with all kind of toys around him and say, okay, Tom, this is the way it should have been five, four years ago. Let's go. Let's play. And, well, you and, talk and, about... At least it'll make it interesting. Yeah, you talk about a loaded offense. Okay, you talk about a loaded offense. Um, and, Mark, have you taken a look at... Have you taken a look at um, any of the free agent... Uh, Here's the thing with the free agents. Tight ends. I, I think tight, the, the tight ends is what I, I want yes, to look at. But first. I think, Chris, you're going to see teams, franchise guys. I'm not convinced Hunter Henry's going to hit the market. I have a funny... <laughs> I have a funny feeling. Okay, Mark, don't, 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 don't get sick on me, Mark. You got me all excited with your goddamn Cam Newton talk. Go get a rapid test right now. Listen, I think you're going to see teams, franchise guys, though. I I think you're going to see the Chargers, LA Chargers. If they can't come to an agreement, I think they're going to, you'll see, you might see them franchise Henry again. It's not a ton of money because they have a young quarterback who they want to, Leave weapons around. I think the kid Robinson from Chicago is going to get franchised. I don't think Chicago's ever letting him make free agency. I think it, it'll be a long, drawn out battle between the two of them, but I think they're going to initially franchise him. And I think Tampa Bay is going to franchise Godwin because rumor is Shaq Barrett is willing to negotiate to stay there and may take a give them a little bit of a hometown discount. If that's the like case, the, like 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 the Patriots used to be, like the Patriots used to be. Gee, who's that? Who's in Tampa? I forget. Who's the quarterback over there? Listen, the Brady, the Patriots. That's you know? like that. That's the Brady influence, right? Yeah. But so if they do do that and they 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 they, they franchise a guy like Godwin, well, now you're going to be competing against a smaller pool of weapons that everyone around the league wants. All right, you want to talk about receivers, Mark? Well, no, no, we can do tight end. I just want no, no, to. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, I'm I'm prepared. I'm prepared, Mark. Who are you talking to over here? I'm prepared for all of it. Okay, I'm prepared for all of it. Now, look, when you look at when you look at the receivers, okay. So you're saying, you know, you got to get a quote. Let's just assume. Let's just hope and pray and assume you that they put it, they, they 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 get a, a quarterback in the locker room. So okay. here's what you have. Okay, you got Allen. You got Robinson. Juju, Samuel, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure Samuel with the money he wants. Marvin Jones. I'm surprised you're not saying anything about the glasses, Mark. But Marvin Jones, Corey you Davis. Look, you look a little bit like De Niro in Casino with those glasses on. I will let her in. Okay. So, so <laughs> Godwin, T.Y. Hilton, who they, they'll franchise him. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Will Fuller, you know, I mean, you know, Aguilar, AJ Green, and you can get Damian Bird. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna break the bank. I'm Bird. Antonio Brown is another guy. So, Mark, he's never leaving. Brown's never leaving Tampa. Who should we want on this list? Who should we Chris, want? But you know, the other thing too with the, with the wide receiver list, I think I was reading yeah. a couple of things today too that you're gonna see some post June first cap releases you know, but but they can't do it until after june 1st they I were think they should sign danny amendola yeah yeah that'll never ever in a million years take place um listen Mark, you know can they I, get can they get can they get can they get juju smith schuster can they get a uh, guy Godwin? like that can yeah chris, uh, chris a guy like juju smith schuster 
He's a cuckoo clock. He's going to go to the highest bidder. A guy like him, I don't think he cares if you're going to quarterback. I think he's just looking for money. He wants to get paid. If you offer him a more than anybody else in the league, he'll come to you whether you got a quarterback or not. If you got a quarterback, it's a bonus. Well, you got him. And by the way, uh, Paul chats in. Love the glasses. See? She loved the glasses. Yeah. See that, Mark? Look at look at. That's because she's got a crush on De Niro. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, listen. I think Allen Robinson. Honestly, I think Allen Robinson would be a Belichick kind of guy. He you know, would be, I, Chris. I, I just don't know if I just have a funny feeling they're gonna franchise him. Yeah. Well, he's you twenty. Know? He's twenty years old. Played in sixteen games. Uh, you know, took he had what? That can't be right. One hundred and two receptions for twelve hundred yards, Mark. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Twelve Chris, averaging how, how about, twelve. How about, you know who's got a ton of talent, Chris, and because of his injury um, history, he's somebody that the Patriots would take, probably take a shot on because he may not fetch the money he wants because of the injuries. Is a guy like Kenny Galladay from 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 uh, Detroit, who who if he was ever healthy for sixteen games, Chris, he, he, can, his stats would be as good as anybody in the league. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I love Godwin. I don't think Godwin's ever going to hit the market. Yeah. Um, and 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 they were talking, Chris, even about guys like um, John Brown from Buffalo being a, yeah. a, a, a a June first casualty. So maybe you don't get him in free agency, but come June first, they were talking about a guy like John Brown. They were even talking about after June first, Atlanta maybe trading or moving on from Julio Jones. Because these teams are in cat purgatory. That that was that was one of the guys. Um, he ain't going to be around for free agency, but he's a guy that in June, after June first, could be dealt. Well, Mark, look, look, and you're talking about an NFC team. And what I did is some of the some of the cut possibilities. Okay, for for cap casualty guys, you're looking at, and and, and this is all kinds of guys. You're looking at, and Joe, listen, before you yell, we're going we're going to go long. I'm just letting you know. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, okay, yeah. is, is, a, is a cut candidate. Deshaun Jackson, I think, was already, he was uh, cut, already yeah. cut. Nate Solder was already cut. Jimmy Graham, uh, Trufant, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph's interesting at the tight end position, Chris. Was he? I don't think he was cut yet. But if he no, gets, he's, a, he's he was, a possibility. These are, he are possibilities of he being got cut. If he got released, he's a veteran tight end that if you had a guy like Garoppolo, could probably come in and still be productive, very productive, and teach those young guys you drafted, maybe. Ertz is another Ertz guy. Ertz is another guy. If he was released, I would bring him in in a minute. Yeah. You know, by the way, Chandler Jones is another guy. You know, I, mean, I know I'm all over the place with the positions, but these are guys, you know, Landon Listen, Collins, like Alex Ertz, Smith, Chris, I, read an article that, Fowler. I read an article that, that Philly might draft a tight end from, from Florida, Kyle Pitts. If they draft Pitts, they said Ernst is a guarantee post a June 1st release. Well, like I said, uh, you know, uh, you know, yeah. What's it going to cost? I don't know. Well, I don't know, you Chris. Know? That, that's the other issue. Jimmy Graham, I think, is done. I, Jimmy you know, Graham's yeah. done. I, I'm done. I you don't want to get any out of that. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I mean, Alshon that's just Jeffrey more of the Deshaun same Jackson. crap. Yeah, I think they're you know? done. They're done. That's just more of the same. Um, they're done. You know, I think John Brown could give you something. Yeah. Well, Mark, t talk to me about um, Chris. Listen, 
Juju. Talk to me about Schmidt. Cameron Bray. What do you what do you suppose Cameron Bray is going to do? Cameron Bray, they said, could be a casualty cut, Chris, because if they want to sign Barrett and Godwin, they've got to. He's he's like six million or seven million against the cap. But I don't know if he would be June first, Chris. You know, he might be a June first cap cut though. You know. So, so, so that would be interesting to to, to see because you need a tight end. If you don't address tight end in in, in the draft, you're going to have to address tight end in free agency, Chris. You don't have a choice. Yeah, sorry, my microphone was off. So, yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you, Mark. Real quick before we get the break, because with this Tooney thing, and I just wanted to hit this real quick about the Tooney situation, because you know me, you know I don't like to pay a guard. Okay, yeah. I, I don't like to pay a guard a ton, a ton, a ton of money, and that's what's going to cost for this guy. And they've already overpaid for guards, wouldn't you say? Um, oh, absolutely, positively. Is it possible? Nate Solder was already cut. Okay, now yeah. I understand his best days are behind him. I get that. Okay, yeah. but he's already been cut. What do you say to if he if he if he can pass if he can pass it all, he can pass their eye test? You bring this guy back, okay? For short of money, and can he play right tackle? Can you kick Cannon over the left tackle? Can you kick Wind down into the guard spot where he played in college? I mean, is that something that can be done? And you think it's something they should think about doing? Well, if you can bring him in for Chris for for, for, for cheap money, why not? If yeah. he's willing, he's made his money. Let's face it, the Giants were crazy enough to give him that guaranteed money they gave him. So he made his money. So maybe he comes in if he wants to extend his career by a year or two. Maybe he comes in, gives you a, 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 a team-friendly deal for a year. He just wants to play football. He knows the system. It, it wouldn't be a learning curve for him. He probably could come right in and play. Um, yeah. I would take a shot and bring him in. Yeah, and, and Mark, I'll tell you, we got to go to break now. Um, but the guy, I'll tell you who I would bring in, okay? I'll tell you who I would bring in. If we have some time at the end of the show. Elder and Roberts. No, 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 no. No. Uh, <laughs> Deion Sanders, get okay. this guy, get this guy. In the he's coaching play. at Jackson State. Yeah, yeah, when he's done over there, let him coach the spring. And then when he's done over there, get this guy in the co- on the coaching staff. There's your legitimacy. There's your free agents. Who's not going to want to come and play for that guy? Who's not going to want to come and play with that guy? And when Belichick leaves, give this guy the head coaching job because I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you out there right now, Deion Sanders will be a head coach in the NFL. I promise you. Everything that guy does, he succeeds. Everything. 21st and prime. Everything he does. Got to get the break. When we come back, we're going to go to our NASCAR minute. Going to be joined uh, by Chad Campbell, our expert in uh, NASCAR on the expert hotline. 30 seconds and back. that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone and Mark. I'm 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 real excited right now because you know we're gonna we're gonna get into our NASCAR minute and we're gonna bring our uh, expert on. 
Mark, listen, I love, I listen, I love NASCAR. Okay. I do. I, when I, when I, when I was living in New England, okay. I had no idea. I had no clue, no idea what the hell NASCAR was, what it was about and all that. And, and I came out here, uh, got it. Look, Mark, you can see over here. Look at this. Look, look, see, see over here. Look at this. Hey, Havoc, Havoc with a little car like this. Yeah, I got, I got my props. I got everything I need. This thing's great. It can, it, you can use this thing to keep anything you, you know, soda pop. You can use water. You could do, you can use this thing to keep anything cold, Mark. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these things. No, I never saw one of those. Use this to keep Wait anything cold. Wait till you see cold. us at the Patriot game live when Tampa comes we'll, in. I'll we'll have be one. We'll be putting something else in the in, in the cozy thing there. You know, we'll put something there. But listen, I want to bring them on. Uh, so and we'll get right into it. We're gonna talk about NASCAR and, and and we've got some questions for him. And you know, hopefully he can enlighten us as to this sport and everything else. But I want to bring on the uh, expert hotline. Wanna bring in uh, Chad Campbell, uh, who, who's gonna be joining us uh, again on the expert hotline. Chad, welcome into uh Corso and Catone. Hey Chad, it's going it's going pretty well. Listen, uh, we just want to know from you where you know where is this sport today? You know what makes what makes NASCAR so interesting on television? You know where it doesn't look like there's just a bunch of guys taking left turns for three hours. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and it, it's uh, it, it, it's tough to get uh, to answer that unless you actually watch it. Because I'll tell you, I, I was I was one of those um, where I, I figured, yeah, a bunch of guys making left-hand turns, what a waste of gas, you know. And uh, a buddy of mine asked me to go to a race with him back in 05. And, uh, and I said, oh, of course, you know, I want to try everything once. So he came over to watch one race to see, you know, so I kind of get familiar with it. And the point where I got hooked was how confused and lost I was because there's so much more to this thing than going around in circles. And uh, yeah, there's, there's pit strategies, there's, there's fuel windows, there's you know, wedge adjustments, there's tire adjustments, tire pressure changes. You know, when you go to pits, do you take two tires, do you take four tires? And, and with cautions and everything, I was confused. So it took me a long time to really understand everything about it. And that's what got me hooked because there's, there's so many details and strategies in it. It, it, it's you never know unless you watch one and have somebody sit down and explain it to you. Yeah. See, Mark, you see what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Mark's going to now Mark's going to quake. Uh, so, Mark. so, so Chad, t tell now, obviously I live in New England. So, so tell the people in New England, why should they be so interested in this sport rather than any other sport, rather than turning on a Bruins game or a Celtic game? Why, why do I want to turn on NASCAR? I, I know what you just said, this strategy and things like that, but, but the optics of it, why, why, why would I want to watch it? I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it's, like, it's, it's hard unless you watch it, but I'll tell you what I love about it, and that's the fact that it's such a, uh, a down-home, just, you know, uh, uh, good old boy, just a family sport where, you know, you, you can bring, you, you can watch, you can bring the kids with you, um, you know, and, and it's it's just, it, it, the, the coverage of it to me also is, is different because they're not so strict with access you know, being a football guy my whole life since I was six years old, you watch that every week. But NASCAR just brings you into the car. They have they have cameras on the guy's visors for crying out loud. They have, okay. you know, yeah, they cameras have the, everywhere. Uh, they said, what's that? Yeah, cameras everywhere, Chad. 
Right. There's cameras in the car. There's cameras on the bumpers. There's cameras on the roof, and they got the cameras on the on the visors. So you can really get a feel for what it's like inside that race car. You know, as close you know as close to feel as you can get. And uh, on top of that, you got the announcers. Uh, talking to the drivers during the race, you know, and then you got the pit reporters talking to the crew chiefs on the, uh, you know, down there on pit road, asking them what they're about ready to do, you know, so they, there's really, it's hard to be secretive out there, but it's just, you really get a feel for everything going on, you know, and, and even at the race, you can get a scanner and listen to the drivers talking to their crew chiefs the whole race. I mean, the, 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 the access is, is, is through the roof. It, it's way, way, you get way more access to the, to what's going on down there than you do in any of the other sports. And for New England people, you got a couple guys out there like Joey Logano. He, he's, he's out there from, uh, uh, Connecticut, I think Middleton, Connecticut. Um, I don't have my notes with me, you know, and, um, you know, so there, there's some New England connections. Randy Moss, he had a truck team out there running around and he loves NASCAR. Um, you know, Michael Jordan, he, he's got a team out there right now and, uh, uh stuff like that. He, your, your Bill's, uh, rookie running back, uh, Williams, Williams I don't have yeah. his first name. No. Um, okay. he, he's invested in a, in a, in a NASCAR team. So it, it's, it's bigger than just a bunch of, a bunch of rednecks out there. You know, it's going all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Listen, isn't there a guy up in, there's a guy up in Maine too, isn't there? Isn't there a, 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 a driver that's from Maine? I'm pretty sure. I think so. I think there's, there is. Uh, there's a former uh, Ricky Craven. He's from Maine. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he won a lot of races out there. And there's not a lot, but there's a few. And, uh, you know, you got your, you got your, uh, they call it the Miracle Mile out there in uh, Loudoun, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Uh, one mile yeah. flat track. So you got a racetrack in your own backyard there. See, see, Mark. See, I know. I had the guy, the guy out of out, out of Maine. See, I, 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 I yeah, know you stuff. know, Chris. Listen, you know your listen, stuff. Dad, I, I'll tell you what. The, the first time I ever went to uh, a NASCAR race, I was thinking the same thing too. I thought, you know, how's this? I'm just gonna watch these guys take left hand turns all day long for three hours. And the one thing I did, Chad. The one thing I did notice, it's a little Mark. It's a little different than going to say a Patriots game or because everybody's rooting for somebody like everybody's rooting for, rooting for somebody drivers. else. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. They're So, so you don't have that, that you get sharing and you get excitement because you know, when, when they get into a wreck, man, Oh, I saw one. I remember the first one I saw was uh, Jeff Gordon out there and he wrecked. Okay. And it was, I was the first time I saw something like that live. I'm like, Whoa, I'm hooked. This is fantastic. And even though, <laughs> even though, you know, th th there's not all that noise and not all the cheering, you know, it, it was pretty damn entertaining. I'll tell you what, but, but Chad, the, the one thing that I, I, I keep asking every week and I, and I watch it every single week. I watch, I watch Daytona the, the, the past two weeks. Why, why is it that there's the same guys? you got the same guys that are always on top. They're always in that top 10, you know, talking about Hamlin, Bush, Harvick, uh, and Harvick right there. You see my, you see my thing that it, it can keep soda and water cold. You know, Mark, Mark, I think, uses it for other things. But Bush, Harvick, Truex, Elliott, Larson. Why, why is it these guys, Chad? Why is it always them? Right. I'm going to address them real quick and answer that question. You're talking about everybody cheering for another driver. Another thing you guys, you know, that people really need to get out there and experience is 
uh, is you got 40 guys out there. You got 40 different fan bases. Well, you guys know going to football games, you only got two teams out there. How many fights you guys see out there? It's ridiculous. So you go out to the NASCAR race, you got 40 different allegiances out there. I have yet to see a fight in the campground. In the, uh, it's all one big family, and they really stress family. Well, now so, you're gonna just, now you're gonna turn Mark off because he why he wants to fight. He wants I to wanna, fight with everybody, like the <laughs> WWE. I want to go out there and watch her and not have to worry about my kids getting pushed on, you know, somebody falling off because, he, you know, they're fighting. I don't want to see that. So that's why I, I, I like to just go fight. So, okay. Yeah, no. So, Chad. That's cool. That's cool. So here, here's the thing. The, the last two races, okay, and, and, and listen, we love having you on. We appreciate having you on, Chad Campbell. Um, you know, I want to do this segment more often because I, I, I love the sport. The last two last two weeks, and I know with COVID they had to do this. Uh, they had to arrange it because you know no fans. They had to get this the the the, uh, the, right. the racetracks to, to California let them a race there. Yeah. Right. So Daytona raced in Florida last two weeks in a row. So one week was the oval course, and then and then last week was that road course. So when you have when you have a back to back like that, where you're at the same track, do you almost have to do that? Do you have to go? oval to the oval track then to the road course or because it just becomes redundant or what you know how does that work right. i i think so i think that's what they have to do and, and they're they're mixing in a lot of road courses this year because they're going to uh states that are a little more conservative with their you know with their with their politics to let more people in and they want to get fans in the stand so california they wouldn't be able to have fans out there so they, yeah, they, they just figure more logistics wise, they might as well stay in the, in Florida because you don't have to go all the way back, you know, you know, the state and back over this way, you know, and, and, and run another race. So you might as well just stay there. It's cheaper. And then, yeah, you do have a road course mixed in there that they can do and, and be more, you know, visually it's different. You're not running the same, the same race twice in a row. You know, even me, I think I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's, let's do something different here. Especially the, the, the two and a half mile uh, trioval there in Daytona, it's just go. It is more of a round and circle thing, you know, in the middle. So this road course, as you saw, if, if they mix it up out there, they're beating and banging every. I mean, if your car doesn't have any dents or scratches on it, you were just running around in the back being a pansy. So you got to have dirt, and you got to have dents, and you got to be beating and banging, and, and and that's what these road courses are. And it does, it is a little exciting. There, sure. there were eight cautions down the stretch in the final right. 10 in the final 10 laps which in the road course took like forever to do a lap but right there were like eight cautions track up there in that road course yeah but you know what though let me ask you you know when you deal with the with the oval versus the road course you know i'm, I'm mark i'm i'm really interested in this how much faster can you go though like what's the speed i mean you, you, how fast are these guys going out there like on an oval well, course they have the um uh, they got the tapered spacers for the uh, super speedways, so it limits the horsepower. Uh, so if you're running by yourself on the on a two and a half mile track, the, the most you're going to go is you might get 190. Uh, when you get in the draft, you know, and that's a lot to cover. I don't know if we have time for that, but you can get up to you know 202, 203s to get in the draft. Uh, these road courses. When you get up on the banking, you know, when you're not on the flat uh, road part, they, they're getting up to about uh, 185, 186. Mark, uh, when they're in there in the middle, yeah. Mock drives 200 miles an hour all the time. 
I mean, that's, that, that, this is, this is, this is no, this is no shake for him. He's driving, he's driving 200 miles an hour all the time. Well, listen, Chad, you know, we, we appreciate you coming on. Listen, uh, I, again, I'm interested in it. I like it. Uh, I root for, I root for Harvick. That's my guy. That's who I, that's who I cheer for when I'm doing it. I've been to races. It's fantastic. You listen to those guys with the headset on, you can hear them talking to each other. And I'll tell you what, it's entertaining and watching it on TV. You would think it'd be boring, but the way they produce it, and they get you, like Chad said, All they right. get you in the car. It's fantastic, man. And we want to have you back on again. But, Chad, listen, All thank right. you for joining us. Real quick. Yeah. If you really want the excitement, turn your TV on and turn the volume down and listen to MRN coverage because those guys make every laugh seem like the last one. And it's absolutely phenomenal. So we'll do that. And our viewers are going to do that out there, too. Chad, thank you for being in on uh, Corso Catone. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. That's Chad Campbell, our expert NASCAR guy, uh, on the, joining us on the expert hotline. And that that's well, I gotta was, watch. I gotta watch a race. I gotta watch a race. This you gotta week. watch a race. That segment was brought to us by uh, Studio Forty Two Designs in North Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, yeah, Mark, listen, watch the watch the race. It's exciting. I mean, these guys are crashing. They're hitting the they, they, these things. And listen, this they're safer than they've ever been. They got them in like a cocoon. You know, they got them in this thing where. Well, I was after Earnhardt. Like, die they, they, right. they, they came up with all these safety precautions you know but i'll tell you something it, it uh it's exciting as hell and, and i i encourage everybody to watch it out there uh when we come back we're going to have our final thoughts and a preview of the next show more corso and catone right after this It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone. And Mark, once again, the uh, the time flew by, man. I mean, we, yeah, we covered a lot time. of stuff today. And, and look, Mark, we're so happy that Chad Campbell joined us. We're happy to do yeah, that. I want to thank uh, Chad. We, we have to bring him back, Chris, when we can, you know, we'll donate a little bit more time. Let me watch a, a race this weekend and get a little more knowledgeable. Yeah. And then we're going to have to bring Chad back at a, in, in another show. Well, like I said, you drive 200 miles an hour anyway. So, you know, you, you, you're getting ready. You're getting ready to go up there to, to uh, New Hampshire and get right on that speedway and get going. Oh, Mark, yeah. final, final thoughts today. My final thought, Chris, I'm really interested to see what happens over the next couple of weeks with the Celtics. They're in another close game today, second quarter. I think it's like a two-point game against the Mavericks. Um, and is it time for Stevens to go? Is it time for Range to go? Uh, those are questions I think we're going to see play out, Chris, besides just players over the next couple of months. Yeah, listen, um, my, my takeaway is, you know, looking at – and I agree with the Celtics. I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I, I just don't – I don't think it's going to get – I honestly don't think it's going to get much better even with Smart coming back. But the Bruins, look, maybe I'm just getting sucked in like I do every single year with this team. But uh, I like what I'm seeing because I like um, 
you know, I, 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 I like the fact that both goaltenders are playing well. I think they can get rest. I think Rask can get some rest, and I think they can, you know, they can take themselves all to the playoffs. And I think that if, if Rask is healthy and 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 he's motivated, I think they can go forward. But I'll tell you what, I would love to see a Crosby on this team. I would love for them oh, to pull the trigger and do something like that. But I'm excited. I'm excited. When right is now. we have to look not not for next show. We're gonna see when is the NHL trade deadline. We'll have to look that that up for the next show. Yeah, Joel, Joel, get that for us. Uh, yeah. Mark, some people to thank uh, tonight. As always, we want to thank the people, the good good people over at Special Sauce Podcast. They're always uh, they're always a good sponsor. They're here. They look log on to their site. As I said, if you have financial issues, things like that. They're the guys to talk to. Uh, Jag Media Productions. I uh, want to thank the people at uh, Studio 42 Designs in North Providence, Rhode Island. All the people over at Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal law firm. Allow us to be your voice. And the people over at Mountain View Home and Security Watch in Scottsdale. Mark, it flew by again. Join us next week. We'll be on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll get into all New England sports. We are the real deal. New England feel. Until then, so long, everyone.